November 3. Be part of the team, it's time to come to the aid of America on November 3. You need to be seen, it's time to come to the aid of America. Go to the polls and cast your vote, time to have your say. Let your voice be heard now, we can make such a beautiful Welcome to your voting guide by the League of Women Voters. This is Vivian Hart, and I will be your host on behalf of the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. We are a nonpartisan organization, and we encourage citizens to be informed about and active in our government. We do not support or oppose any political party or candidate. Our goal with this program is to present unbiased information about candidates, the issues and our voting process relating to the upcoming general election on November 3. Keep that date in mind, November 3. We are delighted that you have joined us today. I will be interviewing Leah Marquez-Peterson, who is a candidate for the Arizona Corporation Commission. The Arizona Corporation Commission has several divisions. The Corporations Division approves all articles of incorporation for filing for Arizona businesses. All articles of organization for limited liability companies. Grants authority to foreign corporations to transact business in our state. And revokes the corporate charters of those corporations that choose to not comply with Arizona law. The division collects an annual report from every corporation. The pipeline safety section enforces pipeline safety standards and operating practices applicable to the transportation of gas and hazardous liquids by pipeline and the operations of liquefied natural gas facilities. The railroad safety section enforces the federal safety standards for track, signal, motive power and equipment railroad operating practices, and the shipment of hazardous material by rail. The Securities Division strives to ensure the integrity of the securities marketplace through investigative actions as well as the registration and or oversight of securities, security dealers and brokers, investment advisors and their representatives to enhance legitimate capital formation and to minimize the burden and expense of regulatory compliance by legitimate business. Now the Utilities Commission is the one that most people are familiar with. The Utilities Division makes specific recommendations to the commissioners to assist them in reaching decisions regarding public utility rates, utility finance, and quality of service. The division is responsible for researching and developing utility issues, providing information and evidence to the commissioners. Our guest today is Leah Marquez-Peterson. She is currently one of the commissioners on the Arizona Corporation Commission. First of all, I would like to know why are you uniquely qualified to be one of our Arizona Corporation Commissioners? That's a good question, Vivian. And, and start. I wanted to start by thanking the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson for hosting these conversations. I think we have a very important role in the state regulating our utilities and managing business and corporation 
that really has an impact on all the families and businesses throughout the state. So I'm, I'm so glad that you're highlighting that. Um, I was appointed to the Arizona Corporation Commission by Governor Ducey a little over a year ago. Um, and so what I've learned during the past year is just how important the affordability of utilities is to, to every family uh, throughout the entire state, all 15 counties. Uh, my background is in small business. I've been a business owner for decades here in the Tucson area and most recently ran the Tucson Hispanic Chamber, which is actually one of the largest chambers of commerce in the state of Arizona. I ran that for almost 10 years. So very engaged in the community, serving in a number of leadership roles in different boards here in the Tucson region. All of that experience is uh, certainly bringing me a perspective at the Corporation Commission that I think is very important. I'm the only commissioner of the five that's not based in Maricopa County. I'm the only candidate running now that's not based in Maricopa County. So there are 14 other counties in the state and we need to ensure that their voice is heard. I've also brought my business experience to so many of the decisions that we're voting on. Um, at the Corporation Commission, we're a judicial slash legislative body that's actually written into the Arizona Constitution. And it's been very interesting because we do a lot of financial analysis to determine if the rates by utilities are just and reasonable. Um, when I started at the commission, we had quite a backlog of businesses that still needed to be incorporated, which was not acceptable. So thankfully that's all been caught up with now. We've put expediting rules in place and, and next day service. Uh, but I think my perspective being a, a community leader in Southern Arizona has been very helpful. And it's one of the reasons that I think I would make a, an excellent, uh, continue to be an excellent corporation commissioner moving forward in a full term for four years. What would you say are the one or two most critical issues that need to be addressed by the Arizona Corporation Commission? I think there are several things, but what comes to mind immediately are the 70 to 80 different rate cases that we uh, get involved in and judge each year. Some of the most notable that people have heard of usually is APS, which is the big electric company in Phoenix, and certainly Tucson Electric Power here. Um, there are a lot of hearings and public comment sessions and information that's gathered before the staff puts forth a recommendation on a particular uh, change in the rates. Um, and I'll tell you the number one issue facing our state right now is, again, the affordability and reliability of our utilities. As COVID-19 hit our state and really the nation, kind of the beginning of March, one of the first actions we took was to have an emergency meeting of all the CEOs of all of the utility companies, gas, water, wastewater, electric, so that we could ensure that their employees were safe and their customers were safe. But now, you know, I've been particularly focused on, you know, how we ensure that, you know, services stay reliable, but of course are affordable. And that's a challenge, you know, in, in the energy mix that we have here in Arizona. Uh, we need a plan for the future of Arizona's energy mix, something that fits us and suits us here in the state of Arizona, um, but make sure that that remains top, top of mind, just an affordable option for people, especially seniors who are on fixed incomes and, and different vulnerable populations. So you're talking about utility rates. Do you believe that those rates in Arizona for electricity and water are fair and reasonable at this time? I think that each of the commissions in history who have voted on particular rates had to weigh so many different issues, the capital investments that utilities made, um, the uh, you know growth of a particular area, uh, ensuring that maintenance is done, whether it be a water company or electric company, so that we have the water quality and the reliability we need. 
So I believe that most all the cases are just and reasonable. There's uh, quite a bit of controversy right now surrounding the prior APS rate case, which was up in the Phoenix area. They actually handle 14 different regions, but Phoenix is their largest one, uh, where, where uh, there's controversy right now related to whether they were over-earning based on the rate case. So I won't um, speak on that because we're kind of still in the middle of that debate. But right now, we've got a pending rate case with Tucson Electric Power, and I think it's vitally important that if people have an opinion and really want to get engaged, they need to reach out to us at the Corporation Commission. I live in the county. You also work with the different utilities in the county too, right? Right. We actually um, regulate the retail electric co-ops. So in southern Arizona, that tends to be Trico, or if you're in the Sierra Vista area, uh, Sulphur Springs is a co-op that's member-based. We regulate uh, those companies. We also regulate more than 300 water companies throughout the state. People are often surprised there are so many because I grew up here in Tucson on Tucson Water, and we do not regulate Tucson Water because it's owned and operated by the municipality. But um, we do have so many others that operate around the Tucson region and throughout the state. And we have a, I'm working on a number of process improvements actually now, especially with our smallest water companies, which I think have some challenges. Do you believe it is an appropriate role for the commission to require entities that are regulated by the commission to disclose election-related spending? This has been an issue lately. Yes, I do. It has been an issue with APS in particular and their involvement in the 2016 elections at the Corporation Commission. Um, And I know my first, I think it was my first month on the job at the Corporation Commission, I was very proud to vote on a stringent code of ethics that ensured that uh, commissioners that are running for either re-election or as a candidate would not take money from utility companies and special interest groups that were trying to influence us. So I've been very proud to run as a clean elections candidate, which means I just take $5 contributions uh, up to $1,500 or more with a little buffer there. And I was able to qualify, which I was very thankful for, uh, from folks around the state. But I, I do think we need to ensure that utilities and those that we regulate are not involved in the election process. Let's go to a different topic. Do you believe in global climate change? And if so, what should Arizona be doing to reduce our use of fossil fuels? That's a good question. We are right now in the middle of debating and determining Arizona's energy rules for the future. So it's a very important um, conversation that's happening now. We're getting a lot of letters and calls and speaking to many stakeholders across the state. Right now, as you're probably aware, the energy mix in Arizona includes nuclear energy, which I support. It's carbon-free, but also has coal plants and wind and solar Um, What I've learned in my last year on the commission is that there's so many new technologies, alternative energies that are coming. We don't quite have the technology in place, but I am supportive of 100% clean energy by 2050. Um, We're right now in the the part of the debate where we're discussing uh, at what appropriate time and what metrics should be put in place. Uh, Should it be statewide? Should it be by utility? Um, and what is the proper transition from coal to uh, other alternative energies. So I'm a big supporter of that and think that Arizona can certainly be 100% clean energy, uh, and which will impact certainly the air we breathe, the water quality, and so on, and, and uh, continuing to work on that every day now, even during the campaign. I know one of the big issues is storage, because we have the sun out during the day, but we need electricity at night also. 
and we need it during the times when it's cloudy, when it's storming. What have you found is happening on the technological level having to do with uh, storing solar energy? It's interesting. Actually, one of the amendments that I put forth during the recent Energy Rules Workshop was specific to support and incentives for individuals and companies that wanted to put storage in place. It really is the future for the solar industry. We have got, I think, more than 150,000 households throughout the state of Arizona that have rooftop solar now, and the technology is not quite there yet in order to bring uh, storage, nor is it affordable yet, uh, into each of those homes. So you see some large uh, distributed energy, meaning it's not behind the meter, it's in front or in a community or, or company-wide type battery storage implementation that's happening now. Um, so I really look forward to seeing the new technology as it comes out and becomes more affordable for families who want to consider solar and battery. I'm hoping my fellow commissioners support my amendments to the energy rules that would include an incentive for uh, distributed battery storage. What specific proposals do you have to make sure that we have enough energy to support our growing population and, and economy? We know that's happening in Arizona while not destroying our environment. Um, that's a, a good question. So the, each of our large utilities, APS and TEP, go through an IRP process, integrated resource planning process, where they're um, forecasting their load, like the amount of energy that they'll need. So we oversee that process. We uh, eventually approve their IRPs, their plans. And that also talks about the energy mix that they're proposing in the future. As an example, Tucson Electric Power has talked about the closure of coal plants in the near future and that transition. Um, and obviously, I'm also concerned about the economy and, and of that community and, and what will happen to uh, the employees of the company, as well as uh, very excited to see that that environmental impact uh, on the state when the coal plants are no longer utilized. Um, so I'm very engaged in that process. Um, in addition, uh, the recent energy rules workshop that just happened about a week ago that I mentioned previously, I have a number of amendments there. And, and I, I actually think the ultimate way in which we can have the greatest impact is by tracking carbon uh, and ensuring we have a carbon-free environment. So I've proposed that we actually measure the success of uh, going clean in our state by actually tracking the carbon reduction by utility. And again, it's an amendment and there are five of us, so I need two others to agree to that in order for this to move forward. But I'm hoping my fellow commissioners will also support that effort. Thank you very much. I appreciate you being with us today. I've been speaking with Leah Marquez-Peterson, who's a candidate for the Arizona Corporation Commission. Our next guest is Shay Stanfield. She's also running for the Arizona Corporation Commission. So first question is this, why are you uniquely qualified to be one of our Arizona Corporation Commissioners? You need a lot of technical expertise and a lot of common sense. I believe to be a commissioner because it's like being a judge on a case where you're gathering evidence, you're making decisions, you're trying to connect dots, and you're trying to do the best for the public. My overall background is in education. Um, I went to ASU. I actually grew up here in Phoenix. My dad was in public health with the CDC, Center of Disease Control, and my mom was an English teacher. So I grew up in a family of service and doing for others and getting involved in the community. And I think early on, I saw how effective 
one person or a small group of people could be with, we need to solve this, let's go do it. We can do this together. So as that expanded and I went off to school and to ASU to get my bachelor's and my master's degree in education, and of course education is a very cooperative career as well, to get our the focus, the goals met for our kids and to be successful. So around that goal was I got involved with the teachers union. And for so during my career, I worked as a building rep. I negotiated, worked on negotiating teams and also on uh, grievance settling um, issues, which gave me an opportunity to problem solve. During that 40 years, I was an educator for 40 years before I retired in 2013. I also became involved, along with the teachers union, with saving open space because many of my special ed kids that we dealt with, um, their learning difficulties and some, uh, some of their other, even mobile difficulties, sometimes came from exposure to toxins, environmental toxins. So I got involved in environmental advocacy and went to work um, helping to save the McDowell Mountain Preserve, which we did, and that was in the 80s. And then eventually in my town where I lived as an adult, uh, Cave Creek, we went to work saving the uh, Spurcross Preserve. That won me a place on the Planning and Zoning Commission in Cave Creek, um, where I learned about, oh, what's it take to run a town or city? What, what are ordinances? What's zoning? What's, uh, you know, um, all the different things that go into actually running an organization we call towns and cities. From that point, I moved up to the Board of Adjustment. And as a result of that, I ended up with um, several terms on town council in Cave Creek, which got me into the nitty gritty and working with uh, leagues of towns and cities Being on town council in Cave Creek, we also had to work cooperatively with Scottsdale City Council, Phoenix City Council, and Carefree City Council, because we all coexist up here in this north area. So there again, it's it's a very broad background I bring to the commission. What do you see as the one to two most critical issues that need to be addressed in this position? Well, I think the first most critical issue is to return the commission to the people of Arizona. Back in, what is it, 1910, 11, when they were writing the Constitution to become a state, um, the Constitutional Convention created um, the fourth arm of Arizona's government, and that's the Arizona Corporation Commission. And back in those days, it was um, because of the robber barons. It was the railroads. It was the the um, people coming through, taking lands and and uh, doing environmental damage to different areas where the railroads were coming through. And the the founders really thought that they couldn't trust lawmakers then or into the future to really do right by the average Arizonan. So what they did is they set up this fourth arm of government. And they they said, okay, instead of be, the, your commissioners being um, appointed by the governor, because remember they they weren't going to trust the politicians to do this, they set up where we were elected, 
And then the people had a department within the state constitution, Article 15, that protects them, looks after their best interests and takes them in consideration. So number one is over the past few years, this has gone away. The consideration has shifted dramatically toward um, a monopoly profit uh, corporations. Looking at the interest, the commission looking at the interest of making profits for large corporations rather than what's good for the common citizen. So that's one of my big things is turning this back into where we should be considering the residents of Arizona and their families. And two is expanding renewable resources and solar energy and renewable energy on the whole. If we would have had the foresight in the 70s to be moving toward this when we should have been moving toward this, we would have been there by now. But right now, um, the commission has, over the past several years, has been uh, actually stale in rolling back renewable energy percents and policies, regulations. It's not that they don't even have policies. They just have rolled back the the commitment. And the original commitment on the rest rules that were written 12 years ago were to, was 15% renewable energy by 2025, which in 2008, that was pretty darn good. That was pretty darn aggressive. Now it's not. Now it's not good enough. We have to be at 50% by 2020. 30, 35, and 100% by 20, 45, or 50. I mean, we have to get on this. And so that is my second big thing is to, and this is definitely for the health, safety, and welfare of the people of Arizona and our environmental interest on top of that. Well, Shay, I was going to ask you what Arizona should be doing to reduce our use of fossil fuels, but you just answered that. No. <laughs> well, it's it's a big portfolio, by the way. We you know, we think of solar because solar is the most obvious thing that we we have going for us with what? 365 days of sunshine for all intents and purposes. Um, but we also have in that portfolio geothermal, wind, um, biomass uh, and some of the other uh, uh things that are under research right now, too. A lot of this depends on geology and natural resources um, as well. So um, we like to be flexible, but renewable energy is the, the whole ball of wax, so to speak. Now, let me ask you a question here. Do you believe in global climate change? And is this why you are interested in reducing the use of fossil fuels? Well, uh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> of course, of course, I believe in global climate change. And so I, what I believe is in a conscious forward looking culture, you want to create energy resources that don't destroy the land and pollute the water. And that's been something that's been on the radar for a long time since our rivers were burning back in the 70s and the early 80s from all the pollution. So I can't say that, uh, you know, I'm interested in renewable resources just because now we're now we recognize climate change is a big thing. I've been interested in it even before 
we might have thought climate change was part of the equation. It's for uh, environmental reasons and health reasons. Anytime you're digging coal out, you're polluting water, you're causing dust, you're bringing up, you know, that, that has big issues. There's no way you can restore that environment to its original place. You've d- disrupted ecosystems. You've, t- you've totally you know, polluted the water maybe with sludge ponds or whatever that is. Um, yeah, I, for me, it's really has started with the environment. How do you live in a place and don't leave your footprint? You know, how can you, how can you coexist with the environment? Okay, this is the last question. And that is, do you believe the utility rates in Arizona for electricity, water, and other things are fair and reasonable? No, I, I think that there is a process um, to utility rates and how they, the, how they become what we pay. And that process isn't always vetted thoroughly. And that's one of the things that I believe um, myself and my colleagues, my Solar Team 2020 team, the others that are running with me, um, really believe that there needs to be a a lot closer look at what's going on. Um, And so, and out of that, I think we, and I'm, you know, I'm going to jump out there because I I know the uh, the other two fairly well that we can say. You know, no one should have to worry about their electricity going off or not having clean running water in the United States of America. I mean, I mean, we have the resources to do a baseline for everybody's health, health and safety. And that needs to be done. And so I think that um, on this, when, it, when I think of utility rates, I think what I'm paying and what a, what what a strain that would be on a family, especially during COVID, um, that have to come in together. Maybe they have to go live with grandparents, or you have several generations together, or the kids are home all day from school, and you're using more energy resources. There there just needs to be some kind of more humane consideration to the basic needs of um, water electric internet, by the way, I'll throw in there, um, and uh, natural gas, because um, c- some people have natural gas they cook and heat with. Um, we, just, we just need to um, get a line on all of that. So it's a very layered question, and we can do better at creating layers um, to help others. Actually, I have one more question for you. Do you believe it is an appropriate role of the commission to require entities regulated by the commission to disclose election-related spending? Twofold answer to that. One, it should be against the law for them to expend any money or any resources at all in electing regulators that regulate them. Um, And two, if it happens... Um, it needs to be uh, uh, a law that they disclose not only the the groups, the PACs, the um, the corporations, but the individual names within those groups and PACs and organizations, because it's it's highly inappropriate for utilities to elect their regulators. Do you think regulation is going to get done? 
Not so much. So I, it's totally inappropriate. You've been listening to Shay Stanfield with us today. Thank you very much for listening today. We hope you've learned something about the Arizona Corporation Commission and the two candidates that we had on our show today who are running to be commissioners, Leah Marquez-Peterson and Shay Stanfield. Tune in next week at the same time for another edition of Your Voting Guide by the League of Women Voters. You can learn more about our league at our website, lwvtucson.org. You've been listening to Your Voting Guide by the League of Women Voters on KXCI 91.3 FM. All episodes of this series are on kxci.org after they have been broadcast. This show is recorded and produced by our wonderful producer, Amanda Shogger. Until next time, this is Vivian Hart. Bye-bye. On November 3, be part of the team. It's time to come to the aid of America. On November 3, you need to be seen. It's time to come to the aid. Come to the aid. 